It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
in the AM, Shlomo Katz off of the Likrat Shabbat CD, a recent release of great Kalbach tunes uh, with Bowie Vishalom. You heard Sheves Chaverim with Altira. Lipa had Acharon. You heard Yitzi Spinner's Achenu. Tfilali Shlom Hamdina. We pray for the peace of the state of Israel. That was uh, Shoresh and Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this November the 19th, day 26 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5775. Tough Shinai and Hay, 21 degrees outside, very cold. 36% humidity, winds west at 8 with gusts up to 17 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high of 32, then clouds early tonight, clearing later on, a low of 29. Sunny for tomorrow, a high temperature of 42 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 70. We're at 21 here in Jersey City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. I got a report uh, early this morning about the uh, rally, the protest demonstration that took place in New York City yesterday. I want to thank everybody who braved the bitter cold and joined the protest memorial at the PLOUN mission. A lot of our listeners were there. A lot of media was there. It's amazing. I said last night to somebody, it's just incredible how the media jumps at an opportunity like this. I don't know if it's a bad thing, frankly, because we want coverage of it. But uh, the price that you pay for people to pay attention to uh, the struggle of um, members of our community in Israel against terror and against uh, massacres, it's a heavy price to pay. Uh, but... Um, uh, there was a lot of press. Again, there were a lot of listeners, and uh, it's much appreciated. It was a it was a cold Tuesday, and uh, many people, of course, uh, Jew and Gentile alike, were uh, taken by um, what happened in uh, Northwest Jerusalem in the Harnof neighborhood yesterday morning. Uh, the um, the images, the stories, the accounts. Uh, which I'm sure so many people continue to follow all through the the web and social media of yesterday's massacre are just unbelievable, and I mean that literally, hard to believe. And we pray for the families that uh, are most immediately affected, of course, by the brutal murder of their loved ones. As I said yesterday... After I left the air and once the statements started pouring out from public officials and from Washington, D.C., I'm rather dissatisfied with the reaction from the White House. I don't know why I always feel that when American citizens are involved and when they're brutally murdered and massacred, I don't know why I always feel that the leader of the free world would take it personally, would take it even more seriously than when foreigners are murdered on foreign soil. I would, uh, I would expect and I always, I always hope to see anger coming from the White House, a notion, a hint that the leader of the free world is interested in avenging the the murder of these great people. Great U.S. citizens, after all. And, of course, I always end up being dissatisfied. 
Uh, but in the context of Jewish history, I guess we should be, uh, complacent with, uh, or we should be happy with what, um, with what reaction we do get. In past years and centuries, the reaction probably would not have been as kind as it was. Later in this program, scheduled for one hour and ten minutes from now, senior United States Senator from New York State, Charles Schumer, is scheduled for this radio show. He's in Washington. He's been gracious enough to set aside some time for us this morning. He did release a statement yesterday, which uh, directly addressed his reaction to the the massacre in Yerushalayim. I'll certainly ask him for his reaction to Washington's reaction in general. Uh, After all, I, and I'm sure many people listening to this show, again, are very anxious to hear even more stronger condemnations from the uh, President of the United States. Here's what Senator Schumer had to say. This statement was released... Uh, let's see, this statement was released um, at about 11 a.m. Eastern Time yesterday. These outrageous murders are caused by the reckless incitement not only of Hamas, but of Mr. Abbas and the Palestinian Authority. They are co-conspirators in the murder of these four religious teachers and rabbis. Their dishonest inciting of Palestinians is resulting in the death of innocent people, and it must stop. While Mr. Abbas has condemned this appalling act of hate, he must take immediate action to de-escalate the dangerous polarization. That was Senator Schumer's angle on the um, massacre yesterday. That was a statement he released about 11 o'clock yesterday morning. He'll join us just over an hour from now from Washington, D.C. here at JMNAM. We'll have a chance to ask him some questions and speak with him about the tragedy yesterday in Israel. So I'll be coming up about a quarter to eight Eastern time this morning right here at JM in the AM. We continue to uh, pray for the families of those whose loved ones were brutally murdered yesterday in Yerushalayim. And uh, we pray that the... Oh, speaking of prayer, by the way, Kolakavod to Naftali Bennett and Dove Lipman, two members of Knesset who specifically went uh, to the Rubin Shul, to the synagogue at 5 Rehov Agassi this morning, uh, to Davin with everybody. One of the one of the stories, one of the angles, of course, when uh, these things happen, is the resilience of the Jewish world, of the Israeli people, of the Jewish people in general. And uh, sure enough, of course, uh, right after yesterday's funerals, the schedule of tefillot, the davening, the prayer services at the synagogue in Harnof, of course, continued this morning. As I said, they were joined by members of Knesset, and a lot of security, as you can imagine. Kolakavo to those who uh, take the time to express their condolences and uh, camaraderie in a manner like that. Plenty more coming up. Keep it at JM in the AM. This is 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmandtheam.org. It was recommended uh, by a friend of mine yesterday that we do this uh, this song toward the beginning of the show. 
off of the CD inscribed at JM in the AM. Shaft, you're 
Yaakov Shweki here at JM in the AM. Wrapping up hour number one on a Wednesday morning. Yoel Sharabi before that here at JM in the AM. Al Tashlichenu. Uh, you heard Ari Boyanju with Al Naros Bavel and uh, Rivi Schwebel and Dai off of the inscribed CD. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Golly Tzal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. Senior United States Senator from New York State, Charles Schumer, joins us at 7.45 this morning here at JMNAM. He reacted yesterday to the massacre in Jerusalem. We'll have a chance to speak with him a little bit more at length 
7.45 this morning here at JM and the AM. Senator Schumer scheduled for this morning and will join us from Washington, D.C. coming up. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM and the AM. שר הביטחון משה בוגי אלון הודיע שההקלות לפלסטינים יוקפאו בעקבות המצב הביטחוני. כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. חברת הכנסת אורית סטרוק שאלה את יעלון האם צהל מתכוון להוציא לפועל חבילת הקלות לאוכלוסייה הפלסטינית בשטחים, הכוללת גם פתיחת צירים הסמוכים להתנחלויות לתנועה פלסטינית. בתגובה אמר יעלון, נוכח ההסלמה במצב הביטחוני, המהלכים הללו הוקפאו. רב סמל מתקדם, זידן סייף, השוטר שנהרג בקרב היריות עם המחבלים בהר נוף, יובל עם נוחות בשעה הקרובה ביישובו ינוח ג'ת. כתבנו קובי מנדל, שוחח עם חמיב, אחמד טרודי. אין הרבה גברים כמוהו, ואין גיבורים כמוהו. הוא היה גיבור בחיים, ונפל כגיבור. חשש לתינוקת, רצה תמיד להיות יותר קרוב אליה. היה מחבק אותה שעות. הוא הדף את המחבלים בגוף שלו. זה מה שחשוב לנו. האדם הזה הקריב את חייו. הרשתות החברתיות הופצו בשעות האחרונות קריאות מצד גורמים במגזר החרדי המבקשים מהציבור לבוא ולהשתתף בהלוויה. הקופיקס של שוק הדיור, חברת טרקלין נדל"ן, משווקת בימים אלה דירות חדשות בנות שני חדרים וחצי בביתר עילית במחיר של 250 אלף שקלים. המנכ״ל הלל רוט אמר ליעל דן, זה אפשרי בכל הארץ. אני רק מזמין את הממשלה, את משרד השיכון, להוציא שוב מכרזים בשיטה הזו, וגם בתל אביב תוכלנה להימכר דירות במחירים כאלה ודומים. זה בהחלט אפשרי בכל הארץ. אני לא בטוח שאנשים בצפון תל אביב יסכימו לקנות דירות יותר משני מיליון שקלים ולגור באותו בניין עם אנשים ממעמד סוציו-אקונומי נמוך יותר שלא יכולים לקנות דירות בשני מיליון שקלים. בבית משפט השלום בירושלים החל הדיון בהארכת מעצרו של לוחם מג"ב, החשוד בהרג מפגין פלסטיני. היום תוגש כנראה הצהרת תובע, ומסתמן שהלוחם, החשוד ברצח, יואשם לבסוף בהריגה. כתבינו ענבל תמיר וישי שנר מוסרים, שמחוץ לבית המשפט הפגינו חבריו בדרישה לשחררו. כעת נמסר שמעצרו של החשוד הוארך בחמישה ימים. שני נערים בני 17 מפתח תקווה חשודים שתקפו אריתראי בן 25 ושדדו אותו. לדבריו השניים היכו אותו לאחר שהשיב כי אין לו סיגריה. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסרת שהם נעצרו והוגשה נגדם הצהרת תובע בגין שוד בנסיבות מחמירות. הפרקליטות הגישה כתבי אישום נגד ארבעה קטינים תושבי מזרח ירושלים בגין יידויי אבנים. כתבנו רום ליאור. על פי כתב האישום, הארבעה בני חמש עשרה עלו לגשר וממנו זרקו את האבנים לעבר כלי רכב עליהם היה דגל ישראל, או כאלו בהם זהותו של הנהג נראתה להם יהודית. בנוסף, שניים מהקטינים מואשמים גם בירי זיקוקים וזריקת אבנים על הרכבת הקלה, וקטין שלישי מואשם בידוי אבנים לעבר שוטרים. הפרקליטות מבקשת להאריך את מעצרם של הארבעה. עד לתום ההליכים. והתחזית מחר נאה עם טמפרטורות גבוהות מהרגיל העונה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. and the A.M. It's Eitan Katz. Amazing. It's called uh, La Olam off of the Baruch Hu CD here at J.M. and the A.M. 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, Senator Schumer, about a half hour from now, from Washington, D.C., in light of the massacre yesterday in Jerusalem. He'll be joining us coming up. Try to get back to normal, quote-unquote, with our community calendar. A lot of things we wanted to speak about yesterday, which we did not get to because of the situation. We will try to get to... Uh, most of it today here at JM in the AM. Our Yeshiva League sports update, which I don't think Elliot would have run yesterday anyway. He was waiting for the results of a couple of games, so we may have postponed it anyway till Wednesday, but certainly it was not the right time uh, yesterday to uh, air it. It'll be coming up about 10 minutes from now here at JM in the AM, the Yeshiva League sports update. A big shout-out to our friends at Yeshiva University, the Yeshiva College Maccabees, are now 2-0 and in the 5-7-7-5 season. And that is um, due to their victory last night. So we say mazal tov on that from all of us here at JM and the AM. The other day on Monday we had uh, Daniel Finkelman and Cecilio Margolis in studio. Dudu Fisher is going to be starring in concert in December, on December the 13th, in the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas as part of the um, tribute to the last survivors uh, the Sperling Kronberg Mac Holocaust Resource Center of the Holocaust is putting on this landmark event and this uh, landmark concert, and everybody's invited to be out there for Shabbos in Las Vegas and participate Shabbos with Dudu Fisher and participate, of course, in the historic event Saturday night happening at the Venetian. Go to thelastsurvivorevent.com, thelastsurvivorevent.com, uh, and that'll get you information on what's happening on uh on the um, the 13th of December out in Vegas. Should be a very interesting event. Good reviews last night. The world premiere of the Simon Wiesenthal Centers, the Prime Minister's 2. Already I saw online some really nice reviews. Look, the uh, the work, the, the book and the movie, uh, the Prime Minister's, seems to just be uh, A1. And I was told it's being shown in Jersey somewhere tonight as well. So those of you who are heading... Uh, Heading out to see it this evening. Enjoy a tremendous look at uh, recent Jewish history. Uh, the Frontline Israel Solidarity Celebration is tonight. Tonight we uh, gather together with all the distinguished honorees and celebrate Stay Road at the American Friends of Stay Road Dinner happening in New Jersey at the um, uh, Meadowlands Hilton. Everybody out there is invited. Come uh, and pay tribute to... Uh, a whole bunch of worthy people who have uh, made commitments, great commitments to the city of Stay Road. The phone number for information is 718-673-4945 or go to stayroad.org. You can still get in your reservation and participate this evening, and it would be wonderful to see you there. Uh, Destiny Foundation and the Young Israel of Flatbush tonight, in light of what's happening, this will be a ve- even more of an interesting conversation Rabbi Beryl Wine and Malcolm Honline, the topic in the eye of the storm happening tonight at the Young Israel of Flatbush. Uh, phone number 1-800-499-WEIN, 1-800-499-WEIN. I am very much looking forward to my visit to the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills this coming um, Shabbos. Very much looking forward to it. Um, I think it's officially being billed as a weekend with Nahum Siegel, and <laughs> I'll have an opportunity to speak about the last 30 years, which 
have been quite a ride. And um, I'll also have a chance to speak about some of the intriguing personalities that I've interviewed on this program. So a big thank you to those who've arranged at the Young Israel of Kew Garden Sills for this unique Shabbos. I know they're doing a Kalbach Shabbos uh, davening on Friday night as well. So come join everybody at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Um, hopefully we'll have a great time together. I have a suspicion that we will. And it should be a lot of fun. So come on out and, uh, and uh, we'll enjoy it together. Open House for Yeshiva University for Men uh, takes place this coming Sunday on the Washington Heights campus. You can go to yu.edu for information about that. Ohel Dinner, we'll have a chance tomorrow morning to explore. David Jacobson and others are going to be here tomorrow morning. We're going to be talking about the famous Willowbrook episode and uh, the role that one of the honorees had, a very positive role, in that historic, life-changing for so many people event of 40 years ago. That's tomorrow morning. Ohel Dinner, of course, is Sunday. Go to ohelfamily.org for information. Reminder, this coming Sunday is a tribute to Israel celebration happening at the Lafrak Concert Hall at Queens College. Cantor Salzim, Raphael Frieder, Natanel Hirschdick, Dr. Mordechai Sobel will all be together. A tribute to Israel is coming Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, with many distinguished sponsors. Uh, tickets and information, it's 718-776-3500, 718-776-3500. For information on that. And I want to remind everybody that the um, World Bible Contest for Adults, which is going to include some fantastic musical performances, is happening on November the 30th. That's the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, a week from this Sunday in New York City at the West Side Institutional Synagogue. You can come and see. It's not a matter of preparing and being tested. That's not what they're asking you to do. They have everybody set up for that. You can come and see the World Bible Contest for Adults as it happens at West Side Institutional Synagogue Sunday, November the 30th. The winner and runner-up will be competing in the International Bible Contest in Jerusalem. The evening includes a musical performance, as we've told you, a great lineup, including the wonderful Yaron Gershavsky and Israel Singer and many others. That's all going to be happening that Sunday. For information, it's azm.org slash Bible-contest. azm.org slash Bible-contest. For information about the event, everyone is encouraged to be there, to participate, and to see something unique. An international Bible contest before your very eyes. There should be a lot of fun. Westside Institutional Synagogue on the 30th. Shiva League Sports Update and more coming up. It's JM in the AM. this 
return Trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling People are writing some amazing things about the uh, attack yesterday in Jerusalem. Just uh, You don't realize how many people you know that live right there in Harnof until you start thinking about it. And then you start hearing from them. J.M. and the A.M. on this Wednesday morning at 22 minutes after 7 o'clock. 21 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 32. 
Senior United States Senator from New York State, Charles Schumer, joins us at 745 this morning from Washington, D.C. I thank him, uh, sorry about that, thank him about the, um, I thank him rather for uh, agreeing to join us. I'll do that at 745 this morning right here at JM and the AM. Uh, Yeshiva League sports update. We, um, we, we didn't feel it was a good idea to, uh, include it in yesterday's show. Obviously, we were focused on other things. And, uh, as I said, I don't even know if Elliot would have presented it yesterday in general. He was waiting for different results and things. So we have a Yeshiva League sports update for you this morning here at JMDM. Again, a shout out to everybody at Yeshiva College. The Maccabees are 2-0 and after last night's victory. So congratulations. Keep it up, guys. A reminder that Hoops for Hask takes place this coming Saturday night. The three-on-three basketball tournament, friendly competition to benefit Camp Hask, happens this coming Saturday night, hosted by the Frisch School in Paramus, New Jersey, with great prizes, awesome food, and live entertainment. Go to camphask.org. There'll be a surprise guest, by the way. An NBA player is going to be there on Saturday night. Go to camphask.org for information about Hoops for Hask. Camphask.org. And participate. And a big shout-out to our friends at Crown Trophy who are uh, paying careful attention to the Yeshiva League sports update because they want to see whose team name should be inscribed on the championship trophy. And so far, we're all stumped. We don't know who's going to be number one when March and April rolls around. <laughs> but they'll pay careful attention all season, I can tell you that much. Shiva League Sports Update, Elliot Weiselberg here at JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Straight ahead on the JM in the AM Sports Update, a special Wednesday version to include the third installment of what has now become an extremely compelling basketball rivalry between North Shore and Hafter, and a good old Western Division battle between SAR and Frisch in Riverdale last week in hockey. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. In an early season matchup between two West Division teams fighting for position at the top of the West leaderboard, Frisch and SAR met up in Riverdale in the first of two meetings on the season. Both teams entered the game at 2-0, with Frisch holding an impressive 3-2 victory over DRS in their last matchup. The Cougars carried the momentum into the opening period at the rink in SAR, with senior offenseman Rafi Sullivan getting Frisch on the board first. With time winding down in the first, SAR would tie the game up when junior defenseman Ozzy Lavie picked off a pass at the line and sent a rifle top shelf, closing out the period at 1-1. to The Sting would carry the bulk of the play out of the break, and with 3-12 remaining in the middle session, SAR on a power play, senior offenseman Jacob Unger would capitalize on the man advantage to give the Sting a 2-1 lead. But Frisch would not go away, and three minutes into the third, a Svee Bessler's shot tied up the game for Frisch to force overtime. In the extra session, the Sting buzzed the net, and it paid off as Unger would smack home the game winner in front of the net to give SAR the 3-2 victory. In other varsity hockey news, Kushner holds down Rambam 3-1, and Hank defeats Mag and David 5-3. Speaking of Mag and David, the JV Warriors pull off a huge come-from-behind victory Monday night, coming back from 4-1 down with 8 minutes left in the game to stun North Shore 5-4 in overtime to give them their second OT win of the season. Moving over to basketball, a week removed from the finals of the Cooper Memphis basketball tournament, the Hefter Hawks and the North Shore Stars met for the first official regular season matchup, despite having met twice already this year. In the finals of the Mag and David tournament, Hefter was victorious by one. At the Cooper Tournament Championship last week, the Hawks walked away with a four-point victory. Unfortunately for North Shore, the trade would continue as Hefter took the first of two regular season matchups, winning by seven, fifty-three to forty-six. A.B. Perlow dropped 20 points in another dominating performance for Hafter. Cody Cohen would lead the Stars in the loss. 
Speaking of North Shore, a Mazel Tov goes out to former North Shore head basketball coach and current YU Max men's basketball coach Elliot Steinmetz on the team's first and second victories of the season. With a squad that features nine former Yeshiva League participants, including former Hank star Benji Ritholtz and Hafter phenom Shelby Rosenberg, the Max down Gallaudet University in overtime 73-72 this past Sunday and Hunter College last night 82-73. For more Yeshiva League action, tune in to the Court Report this Sunday at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. This past week, we had part one of our conversation with Cooper Tournament Director Josh Kahane. This week, in a special half-hour episode, we will air part two, in which we discuss the moment that catapulted the tournament into the phenomenon that it is today. And that was your JM in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. <laughs>
Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM. It's Anochi Kronban, Dea Es Hashem here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Elliot Weiselberg, for the Yeshiva League Sports Update. I want to thank Rabbi Goldwasser, whose words were very uh, poignant yesterday. Uh, many people uh, pointed out how uh, the show yesterday here in general was very effective. Rabbi Goldwasser was one of the reasons... And I thank him. I thank those who were in touch with us via the NSN app. A lot of comments yesterday during the show. We could always use that as one of the avenues to get us a message. And, of course, through email and Facebook, a lot of people in touch as we uh, collectively got together yesterday morning and um, stayed with each other in the aftermath of the tragedy in uh, in Israel, the massacre in uh, the Harnof Synagogue. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM, Rabbi uh, David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmasar of Zebner Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. Just a moment, sorry about that. Just a reminder before we go to Rabbi Goldwasser, as I prepare properly here, um, uh, Charles Schumer, United States Senator, senior United States Senator, New York State, joins us scheduled for this morning at uh, 7:45 7:45 this morning Senator Schumer is in Washington DC he's scheduled to join us about 15 minutes from now coming up here at JMM I thank him in advance for agreeing to come on and we will talk about the massacre yesterday in Yerushalayim and uh, the situation in general that's all coming up at JMM Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning Chizuk. good morning the great Goyen of Shalom points out that the plague of our generation is the absence of any time for self-introspection and reflection. The Talmud tells us in Brachos, If a person sees that he's afflicted with suffering, he should examine his deeds. The question is asked, why does one wait until he has Yisurim and he's in pain? Isn't the individual required to review his deeds on a daily basis? It's explained that people become absorbed in their world and don't free up any time for this self-examination. It's only when the person is in distress that he recognizes his failure to do so. The Talmud continues that if he can't find anything improper in his deeds, he should attribute his problem to his neglect of Torah study. The Vilna points out that Bittel Torah or the neglect of Torah study, is one of the worst sins. How could we say that he searched his deeds and didn't find anything? His misdeed was his lack of Torah study. The Goin answers very simply, that the reason the person could not find his Avera is because he didn't learn Torah sufficiently. If he would have learned more, he could better appreciate and be more aware of what his shortcomings are. Today there are many circumstances and situations that constantly distract us and rob us of our time. They have become so habitual and such a large part of our lives, for instance cell phones and messaging, computers, that we no longer discern their deleterious effect. These are activities that remove any possibility of quiet contemplation or self-reflection from our thought process. More than a hundred years ago, a man living in Poland worked as the chief bookkeeper for one of the aristocrats in the city. He was a loyal worker, but his practice was never to go into work during Cholomoyed Pesach. A financial crisis arose. The Yid was summoned to come to the aristocrat's mansion early the next morning. This person knew that his livelihood depended on his positive response. He spent the entire day of Cholomoyed 
feverishly poring over the books to resolve the boss's problem. His concentration was totally focused. The thoughts of Kedusha Samoyed had faded into oblivion. Finally satisfied that the finances were in perfect order, he presented his findings to his boss. The aristocrat was so delighted that he pulled out a bottle of whiskey to share with him. The Yid gratefully accepted the shot of whiskey. Without thinking for a moment, he began to drink. As soon as it started sliding down his throat, he realized that it was the holiday of Pesach and that whiskey is Chometz Gomer. He could not believe the extent of his carelessness. He had never had any Chometz in his possession over Pesach. Now he had actually partaken of real Chometz. Totally dejected and disconsolate, he went to the Belzer Rebbe, the Sar Sholem. The Sar Sholem told him the tshuva that he should do and suggested that he move to Eretz Yisrael. We find that the Yitzhahara's most powerful tool is to create a diversion that causes one to digress from concentrating on the purpose of man's existence in this world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. May we hear Basura's Tavus about all of Klal Yisroel.
Wednesday morning. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank everybody who came out to the uh, PLO mission yesterday for the prayer and protest led by Rabbi Avi Weiss. I'm told a lot of uh, JMNAM listeners were there. Obviously, last minute because uh, no one, no one when we, when we woke up yesterday um, thought there'd be a need for a protest rally in, in, uh, at the PLO mission yesterday. Anyway, a big uh, thank you to those who went and participated. Very cold weather, so obviously not easy, but much appreciated. Wednesday morning broadcast, Senator Schumer joins us a couple of minutes from now. He's scheduled from Washington, D.C. Uh, in just a couple of minutes here at JM in the AM. Reminder, hoops for Hask, and we don't have Hask concert information for you this morning. Don't have it yet, but as soon as we do, we'll let you know. But hoops for Hask is the three-on-three basketball tournament, a friendly competition to benefit Camp Hask. That happens this coming Saturday night, hosted by the Frisch School in Paramus, New Jersey, there'll be a surprise NBA player. Uh, the whole thing starts at 745. You can register online. Go to camphask.org, camphask.org for information on that. And get set to enjoy. Looking forward to the young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills is coming Shabbos. Rabbi Schoenfeld and uh, a wonderful committee of uh, sponsors and lay leaders have invited me to participate this coming Shabbos. I'm told there will be a Kalbach Nusach Friday night davening happening in the shul at the Young Israel of Kew Garden Hills. I encourage everyone to be there for that. That's always nice. I'll try to reminisce at some point over Shabbos a little bit about Rip Shlomo Kalbach and what it was like to be part of his uh, large, large circle of friends back then. <laughs> um, the Friday night Oneg is my 30 years in broadcasting, and then Shabbos afternoon, Shalosh Shudis, the intriguing personalities I've interviewed. Hmm. So I look forward to greeting everybody at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, I thank them for the uh, invitation. Sunny today with a high temperature of 32. You can comment on the NSN app and be in touch in that way with everything going on here. Senator Schumer is scheduled to join us a couple of minutes from now. They'll be coming up here at JM in the AM. And uh, as soon as he makes contact with us from Washington, D.C., we'll get him on the air uh, coming up. Uh, more happening at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and around the world at jmandtheam.org.
Wednesday morning, shortly after the massacre yesterday in uh, in Harnof, uh, neighborhood of Yerushalayim, Senator Schumer released a statement, of course, uh, cited the incitement of the PA in the uh, statement. Uh, I invited him uh, on this morning to uh, elaborate on the situation and to uh, speak to us uh, in the aftermath of the massacre yesterday in Yerushalayim. He is the senior United States senator from the great state of New York. Senator Charles Schumer with us live via telephone. Senator, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Uh, good morning, Nachum. First, my good friend, our dear friend, Assemblyman Phil Goldfeder, wanted me to say hello to you. I, good I, morning from him as well. I appreciate that. Another great leader in the world of government. Uh, Senator, um, uh, more than just a statement you uh, released yesterday, what is your reaction? What did you think? Um, better yet, what did you think of the reaction from Washington? to the massacre in Jerusalem, especially in light of the fact that it included uh, the brutal murder of three Americans? First, I want to make two statements. Uh, Israel is always subject to a double standard, this moral equivalency, even in today's paper. You see mentioned alongside this brutal murder of the uh, Rabbonim praying uh, in Jerusalem. You see, well, uh, Israeli soldiers shot uh, people who were trying to kill Israelis. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's only one moral equivalency here. To shoot men davening, praying in the back, so we're facing east, or taking meat cleavers and, you know, cutting, killing them from behind. The only equivalency I can find is what ISIS does when it publicly beheads uh, uh, Americans, Westerners. It's the same kind of barbaric thinking. Um, that's number one. Number two, you know, we know what Hamas is, a terrorist organization. But the PA, the Palestinian Authority, and Abbas are conspirators in the, these murders because they have deliberately and falsely lied to the Palestinian population about what Israel is doing on the Dome of the Rock. Prime Minister Netanyahu said the conditions at the Dome of the Rock, which is a Muslim holy site, and we respect all holy sites as Jews, um, the Muslim holy site, nothing is changing. But Abbas, who is supposed to be a so-called moderate, is issuing all kinds of statements saying it's in danger in this Arab holy site, etc. It not only incites uh, the uh, Palestinian and Arab people in Israel, but also around the whole globe, because it's an international site, and it's despicable. We know what he's doing. He's trying to delegitimize Israel, which he always does, because I really believe in the heart of hearts of most Palestinians. They don't think there should be any Jewish state in the Middle East, no matter what the borders. And so we have to come out strongly against Abbas here. He cannot keep getting away with this. We know that Abbas has incited you know, the Palestinian Authority under his leadership, has incited school children over and over again with books that are reminiscent, talking about Jews the way the Nazis did. And 
this idea that he is different um, and doesn't do these things is totally wrong. Senator, so I think the United States has to take some action against the Palestinian Authority. You can't have this separation, oh, Hamas, they're bad, but we can deal with the PA. The Palestinian Authority has to stop doing this because they and Abbas are co-conspirators in this murder. It was their incitement. That is false. A, that lies. Is, that led this to happen. That is exactly what our community, what so many in our community are demanding, and let's start with that point. I mean, certainly economic aid is one way to start, and there are other methods of pressure that can come from Washington to the PA. Are you demanding that the White House take a close look and finally implement some of these actions so that the pressure on Abbas will be severe? There must, there has to be much greater pressure on Abbas. I did see that Secretary of State Kerry did use the word incitement at one point early on after this happened. But we need much more of this. And we need a broad condemnation, not just of violence, not just even a violence against uh, Israel, innocent Israeli citizens, as we saw here today, including, you know, the son of one of the leading Jewish scholars in America, Rabbi Tversky, right. who was teaching at Harvard when I was at Harvard back in the 60s and 70s. Um, but we need direct condemnation and actions against the Palestinian Authority unless they reverse themselves. Prime Minister Netanyahu has repeatedly talked about, and the world press doesn't pick this up, the textbooks that the PA, this is the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, uh, uh, uses for its children, which demonizes Jews in their eyes when they're five and six years old. Are leaders in Washington like yourself, therefore, going to pressure the President of the United States to use economic aid? Because obviously, you know, the pocketbook is the place to hit people uh, when you want to when you want to punish them and, and teach them a lesson. Uh, to use economic aid as a as a means to get the PA to understand what the American position is on this. Uh, look, I think we should explore every option. First thing I want is a much broader and direct condemnation of a boss in the PA. Kerry sort of said it yesterday, but we need more of that. And it would be very good if the president himself would condemn the Palestinian Authority directly and a boss directly. Right. And then if that doesn't produce results, we can look at other things, including economic aid. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up because, you know, now uh, the, the, the statistic that more, that, that, uh, that, um, that more, uh, American citizens have been killed under the Palestinian brand name by Arab Muslim terrorists and have been killed by ISIS at this point this year. Yeah. At, as at, I said, the only moral equivalence I see here between, with these killings is these murders, brutal, is what ISIS does when it behaves well. Right, and, but, kind of but in this case, when the pre and I know that you're calling for harsher words in the president, we commend you for that and we thank you for that. But when, he, but when yesterday he uses the opportunity in his statement to talk about how too many Palestinians have died, how both sides have to reject violence, my God, can one possibly conjecture at this point that Israel has not rejected violence after all these I years? Think, you know, the bottom line is very simple. There is no moral equivalency here. And we as Jews in America, and not just Jewish people, but friends of Israel, have to fight that. It's a constant battle. When people think there's moral equivalency, it leads to the isolation of Israel, it leads to boycott, it leads to all kinds of unfair things. Boycott, it's, it's an act, in my judgment, of anti-Semitism. 
Because what is anti-Semitism? Anti-Semitism says it's okay for somebody else, but not for the Jew. It's okay for someone to be a farmer, not the Jew. It's okay for somebody to live in Moscow or somewhere else, but not the Jew. Same thing. It's okay for everybody else to defend themselves, but not the Jew. So, yes, there's no moral equivalency, and we have to look at a whole broad range of things to do, and I will be doing that now. I have to go now, but I want to assure your readers I'm outraged by both the killings, but also by the Palestinian so-called mainstream, or moderate, which they're not, uh, Palestinian Authority role in this, and the U.S. has to do much more, and I will be doing everything I can to see that that happens. Well, we thank you for that, and I greatly appreciate you joining us this morning. Senator Charles Schumer here at JM in the AM. Well, you heard it. He said it. He is going to continue to pressure on the White House, to continue to pressure on the PA. Uh, every option has to be explored, including economic aid and uh, possibly holding up uh, economic aid to the PA in light of the circumstances. And when it comes to incitement, which um, which uh, the senator certainly addressed, uh, he did acknowledge the direct link between the incitement and the um, atmosphere that's being created by the PA head, Mahmoud Abbas, and others, uh, the direct uh, the direct result of which are massacres like yesterday. Six minutes before 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world in the web, JM in the AM dot ORG.
JM in the AM. I thank Senator Schumer. It had been a while since we had spoken on the air. Here at JM in the AM. And uh, let's hope all government officials, especially those who are committed to uh, our community and the people of Israel, uh, uh, do what Senator Schumer says he will be doing, and that is pressuring Washington on all fronts to pressure the PA and to uh, demand change in what the PA leadership is doing. And hopefully, it'll uh, lead to uh, it'll lead to uh, uh, no more uh, massacres in places like Yerushalayim. Let us hope. Uh, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Uh, this coming Saturday night, there is a, um, a Sinai RYNJ auction. Uh, taking place by Yisrael Rothwax, the dean of the Sinai Schools, is with us live via telephone. We'll give you the details about the event coming up. Rabbi Rothwax, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. A pleasure. Let's start with Sinai, then we'll talk about this whole uh, partnership with RYNJ. Remind our audience what Sinai is doing on a daily basis in our community. Sure. Well, Sinai Schools, uh, we've been around for over three decades, and we've grown into a series of uh, programs and schools that serve children and adults with special needs. Um, really what is uh, unique and special about our model is that each of our schools um, is housed at a partner school um, at the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, TABC, Maya Note, and of course, uh, why we're here this morning uh, with Y&J as well. Um, and so all of our students with varying degrees of disabilities are really able to experience to the degree that they are able what it's like to be uh, with everybody else in school and uh, do, do what everything else, everybody else does, their, their peers, their siblings, going on the same buses, getting right. in the same lunchroom, um, and sometimes even learning, learning in the same classes. Yeah, that's the goal. You guys have done it, uh, have accomplished that goal to a great degree, that's for sure. That's why you've lasted so long in the community. All right, this community partnership that leads to Saturday night's event is between the Sinai Schools and the Rosenbaum Yeshiva of North Jersey. It happens at Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck. It's called a gala Chinese auctions. So tell me first about the partnership that's led up to this event. Right. So I think, you know, kind of like uh, they used to say about the hair club for men, you know, not only am I the dean of Sinai High <laughs> Schools, but I'm also a proud parent at YNJ. Um, and not only that, but my wife uh, teaches at YNJ. So I have personally a very close connection uh, to, to both sides of this partnership. Um, and I can certainly attest to the fact that um, Y&J is such a warm, um, welcoming community. We've been there, um, this is our sixth year um, in partnership with Y&J, and, and it almost seems like it's been decades, because only, even from day one, uh, they, they were so welcoming. Um, nothing was made into a big deal, and, and they understood what this kind of integration meant for our students to be able to be part of the largest school community. Um, and it, it almost it comes as second nature. Rabbi Price and Rabbi Goldstein are, are people who um, really lay it out from the top, and it trickles down uh, very quickly so that everybody in the school community, teachers, students, parents alike, 
are, are all very uh, welcoming to our students. All right. The event Saturday night is called Bright Futures. As you said, it's Sinai and the Roosevelt Yeshiva of North Jersey who are going to be presenting it at Congregation Ketter Torah in Teaneck. This is a gala Chinese auction, and I'm assuming that there are some amazing prizes for this coming Saturday night. Absolutely amazing prizes. Um, you know, everybody's welcome to go to uh, SinaiRYNJAuction.com. Um, and if you go there, we are actually extending the early bird special until um, 11 o'clock today for mm, your listeners. Nice. Um, and and you'll be able to see. I, I, we don't have the time now for me to be able to go through all the prizes, but the, the, the tickets range from 15 to 100 dollars each. Um, but obviously, if you buy them online in advance by 11 o'clock today. You'll get that early bird special. It does look like that a cruise, some diamond jewelry, and a big tuition break are among the top prizes. Um, that is certainly true. You know, I, I think going to Moshe Shabbos to our event is um, something really special. It's a biannual event. This is the third time we're, we're doing it together with Y&J. Um, and it's just a really great way to uh, get out. It's not exactly, uh, you know, sitting on the beach in Bermuda with uh, with a uh, a drink and a coconut, <laughs> but but if you're sitting here in New York and New Jersey and you're looking to get out and do something fun in Moti Shabbos, then certainly um, coming out to uh, to catch the Torah and uh, supporting this great cause and having a great time with some good food and with your friends uh, is certainly certainly a good way to go. I know people from Manhattan who are going on Saturday night, so you're guaranteeing they're going to have a good time. Absolutely. They don't need to go to Times Square or go to the center of the world to enjoy their Saturday night. They can go uh, to Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey, and get their Torah. We'll have a great night for them. For sure. Sinai and RYNJ together have this amazing gala Chinese auction entitled Bright Futures. Lots of great prizes. The early bird until mid-morning this morning. So you want to make sure to get to the website, SinaiRYNJAuction.com, SinaiRYNJAuction.com. They have split the pot, jackpots. I'm assuming you're serving a great meal as well, right? Thanks to Kenny Yeager. There you go. So Kenny's going to make sure everyone's well-fed. You'll have a nice Malava Damalka, and you'll be able to enjoy it. all starts at 8 o'clock at Congregation Ketter Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey. Hey, we salute Sinai, Rabbi Rothwax, for doing amazing work. And in this case, of course, we salute RYNJ as well. You guys are one of the... Uh, one of the great pearls of our community, and I hope that the school year, it's now November already, I hope it's gotten off to a good start for you guys. Absolutely. We're already starting to think about next year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> got Kalakavod. Enjoy Saturday night, and I'm sure you'll meet a lot of great listeners there. Uh, thank them for supporting Sinai and for being there uh, for a great cause in our community. Thank you for your support. I appreciate it. A pleasure. Wednesday morning at JM in the AM at 8 minutes after 8 o'clock. Coming up, I am told that uh, Rabbi Sam Trader. And some of the other amazing folks who are involved in the Kalbach Borough Park Shabbos. There's a Kalbach Borough Park Shabbos coming up this Shabbos. Uh, they're going to be joining us later on this hour here at JM in the AM. Again, my thanks to Senator Schumer who joined us earlier. And my thanks to everybody who's been in touch, especially from Israel. Uh, this has proven to be again. Unfortunately, it's taken this type of circumstance to prove it. But again, it has been proven again that this is a unique opportunity for people to gather around in the aftermath of a crisis or in the aftermath of a terror attack. And I thank you for that. And a big thank you to those who went yesterday to the PLO mission. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of media coverage of the protest rally. It seems that episodes like this gets the media to start paying attention to what's going on. So a big thank you to those who went out in the bitter cold to be there at the rally yesterday at the PLO mission. And our thoughts and prayers, of course,
with the families of those who lost their loved ones in the massacre yesterday. Distinguished families in our Jewish world. I know every family is distinguished, but uh, it, uh, yet yet another uh, four families um, in the Jewish world affected by the uh, the murder of the of the worshippers yesterday in the Harnov synagogue. Wednesday morning with 21 degrees, sunshine and a high of 32. More coming up at JM in the AM.
It's Ohad off the double album entitled Sheer. Shlomo uh, Yehuda Rechnitz here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard the um, a selection by the Moshav Band. You did Nefesh from their Shabbat, volume number one. Talk about the Kalbach uh, Shabbos in Brooklyn coming up in just a few minutes. A big shout-out to our friends in Mayanot Yeshiva High School. They are bringing Rabbi Hanoch Teller 
this Thursday morning, tomorrow, this Thursday morning to school. What a great opportunity for the uh, young ladies to hear a brilliant lecture of a Hanoch Teller coming to the, um, I don't know if it's open to the public. It doesn't sound like it, but I think, I think parents are invited. If you're a Mayanode parent, happens this Thursday at the four o'clock of a Hanoch Teller coming to school. I should really give a, um, a special shout out to all the yeshiva schools out there, day schools, high schools, yeshivas in general. Um, there is, um, how do I put it? It's a, it's a different era. When terror attacks happened years ago, i.e. when I was a kid, the chances of a youngster like myself seeing an image, even one image, of the brutal murder of anybody was close to none. Maybe a black and white newspaper picture, maybe. And, you know, one. Um, Today, because of the nature of the world we live in, the world of technology, I would bet that really young kids in our community spent a lot of time yesterday looking at images and videos that were that are gruesome and very difficult to look at in general even if you're an adult and i'm sure it made for a tremendous amount of fright and a tremendous amount of uh, a tremendous impression on them and um as i wrote to Rabbi Besser last evening at Manhattan Day School some of the schools, including his, are doing an amazing job through the work of their teachers to uh, speak to the kids about it and try to um, either calm them down or counsel them as necessary. It has got to be a uh, a frightening experience for many of them to see these images. So I just want to mention that we have a lot a lot going on in the in our schools, a lot happening. And um, many of them are paying attention to some really important stuff, and it's much appreciated. Uh, oh, Hell Dinner comes up on Sunday night. Tomorrow we'll get an opportunity. David Jacobson and company will be in our studio. We'll get a chance to talk about the uh, one of the most landmark episodes or discoveries in the world of special needs, and that's, of course, the Willowbrook uh, situation, which many of you remember from 40 years ago. One of the honorees of the Oh, Hell Dinner had a direct role in all of that, and we'll talk about that tomorrow morning here at JM. The end of dinner, of course, coming up on Sunday night. I want to remind everybody the big tribute to Israel concert, the big celebration uh, with Saul Zim and Raphael Frieder and the Kantonatanel Hirschdick and Mordechai Sobel is all happening Sunday night at the Lafrak Concert Hall at Queens College. It happens this coming Sunday beginning at 7 p.m. Many great sponsoring organizations and synagogues. Information line to participate in this unique event with these great cantors and a tribute to Israel, 718-776-3500, 718-776-3500. Told you about Hoops for Hask. That's a three-on-three basketball tournament for this coming Saturday night, hosted by the Frisch School in Paramus. Uh, go to camphask.org for information, camphask.org to register. There'll be an NBA player there, by the way. There'll be an NBA player there. Young Israel of Kew Garden Hills. I look forward to being there this Shabbos. They have a Kalbach uh, Friday night service going on. And uh, I'll have an opportunity to speak about my 30 years of broadcasting and some of the interesting radio um, uh, interviews that I've conducted. It's all happening at the Young Israel of Kew Garden Hills. A big thank you to Rabbi Schoenfeld and the board and the distinguished president and the sponsors of the event, everybody who's participating this Shabbos. I look forward to seeing everybody at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills this coming Shabbos, come on by and say hello. I feel very at home 
at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Very, I've spent many Shabbatot there over the last 30 years. So this will be a really cool homecoming, so to speak. And I thank them for that. Um, yesterday I didn't have an opportunity to concentrate on some of the Mazel Tov wishes because of the nature of the show yesterday in light of the massacre in Yerushalayim. But I do want to take this opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov to the Karish family. Shalom Karish put his tefillin on yesterday morning for the first time. To Aliza and Alisa and Moshe and to the entire family, a very big Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. A reminder for those in Baltimore, the Vegas reunion concert is this weekend, the 23rd of November, with Shlomo Simcha and A.B. Rottenberg. Check it out on our community calendar. You'll see it there online, community calendar section of jmtheam.org. Manhattan Day School's annual Hanukkah Boutique is this coming Saturday night beginning at 8 p.m. It's always a great event at 310 West 75th Street. Information at 212-376-6800. 212-376-6800. This coming uh, Saturday night, the Young Israel, excuse me, the Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush hosts Rabbi Menachem Penner. He is a great speaker, Rabbi Penner. And this Saturday night he'll speak on Gaza and Geneva, civil law casualties from a Torah perspective. Um, that's a Congregation Tomatora of Flatbush, 8 o'clock this coming Saturday night, 1305 Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. That is going to be quite an event. And don't forget tonight, Malcolm Honline and Rabbi Beryl Wine at the Young Israel of Flatbush in the Eye of the Storm is the name of it. In the Eye of the Storm, that happens tonight at the Young Israel of Flatbush. Phone number 1-800-499-WEIN, 1-800-499-WEIN. I also want to remind everybody tonight is the Stay Road Dinner. Looking forward to seeing everybody in the big celebration, American Friends of Stay Road. And um, I do remind you that uh, Ori Yifrach is going to be the guest speaker tonight, father of one of the kidnapped and murdered boys, murdered boys from this summer. That'll be a very, very inspiring presentation that I can guarantee you. Information to be there tonight at the Stay Road Dinner, 718-673-4945, 718-673-4945. And on the topic of Mazel Tovs that we missed, uh, to the Kirstein and Schoenblum families, Mazel Tov, Gila Kirstein, Rafalmeyer Schoenblum are married on Monday night. The Dr. Mrs. Josh Kirstein, Mr. and Mrs. Shimon Schoenblum, Mazalto from all of us here at JM in the AM. It will be, um, a rather, I'm sure it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, wedding, and uh, I, I wish I could have been there. And uh, we go way back with the Kirsteins, and we say Mazalto from all of us here at JM in the AM. Coming up, we'll talk about the Barapar Kalbach Shabbos, which is on the way. Uh, all that happening right here at JM in the AM.
Friedman. Well, this coming Shabbos, the uh, Young Israel Bethel of Borough Park presents the 20th yard site Kalbach Shabbos and Kumzitz. Friday night and Shabbos, Shabbos Mevorchim. Friday night Kalbach Davening will feature the world-renowned Chazen Ben Sion Miller, accompanied by the uh, Aaron Miller Memorial Choir, Mincha at 420 this Friday. Friday night dinner will be at a Terrace Gold on 50th Street, enhanced with Kalbach's Miros with their Chazen and Choir. 
scholar in residence will be Rabbi Sam Intrader. We, uh, Rabbi Intrader and I have reunited after a long time. He is, of course, uh, best known in the Kalbach world as the assistant, the agent, the assistant, the person who represented Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach and, of course, was the rabbi of the Kalbach school for many years after Shlomo's passing. Uh, Shabbos lunch will take place, of course, in Borough Park. And then Matzei Shabbos will be a Kumzitz and a Malava Malka in their newly refurbished social hall at Young Israel Bethel, featuring a live band with Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach's protege, internationally acclaimed artist Shimon Kugel, with a Ryan Trader uh, telling some stories about Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. All of this information at 718-435-9020, and yibethel.org, yibethel.org. Dan Becker and Rabbi Sam Intrader are with us live via telephone. We hope that uh, uh, Cantor Shimon Kugel is going to be joining us as well in this conversation here at JM in the AM. Dan, welcome to the show. You must be very excited with this big event coming up. Absolutely, uh, Nakam. This is the biggest and the best ever. Um, uh, for 17 years, we've been doing a Kalbach Shabbos, and this this year it's unprecedented. Of course, it's the 20th uh, Yurtzeit, Reb Shlomo, dear Reb Shlomo, and uh, here we have um, Sam and Trader. We're bringing up from uh, from Florida, especially for this event, and it's going to be really uh, incredible. And uh, there's no one like uh, Reb Sammy. I mean, the world over, you know, there's no no authority on, on Reb Shlomer, his music, his Torahs, his stories, you know, and so we're so honored to have him. And um, it's going to be wonderful. And, of course, we have the um, incredible Shimon Kugel, um, you know, not only the protege of Reb Shlomer, but uh, you know, just one of the greatest exponents of uh, Reb Shlomer's music, the understanding and the um, incredible delivery of how he... He sings and uh, personifies even Reb Shalom in a sense. And, of course, he's uh, quite a composer in his own right. Shimon Kugel is going to be doing the Kumzitz on Saturday night, an unbelievable way to wrap up a Kalbach Shabbos and Kumzitz. Rabbi Sam Intrader, welcome back to JM in the AM. Welcome back. It's so nice to talk to you again. It's been years, years. Brother Sammy, it's been a long, long time. I was so excited when we reconnected a few days ago. was very happy to hear you coming up to Borough Park. I'll tell you, you know, Borough Park, uh, uh, Young Israel Bethel always gets a nice crowd for the Kalbach Shabbos. You may get people from outside of Brooklyn to come for Shabbos with you coming all the way up from Florida to spend Shabbos with everybody. Holy brother, first of all, I want to know, I want you to know I hear from so many people as I talk to people when I come into the New York area, that people are just really so inspired by your show. Keep on playing with Shlomo and other music and, and just inspiring people early in the morning, getting them off to a good start. So I give you a big Yashikoyach doing. And I really, I'm so excited by this weekend. It's, um, it's special on many levels. First of all, I've heard about this, uh, Chazen Choir, Ben Miller and his sons. Oh, they're amazing. Uh, for 17 years. I was a rabbi at the Karbach Shul. But I heard there were 2,000 Hasidim from every color stripe the first year, with davening, singing, dancing with Benzia Miller, and I thought that was a miracle for that to happen in Borough Park. <laughs> um, and the miracle keeps on happening every year now. It's getting bigger and stronger. Oh, it's What's unbelievable. This year, yeah, and what's unique about this year is, A, that Shimon Kugel, who I should say of all the um, people that are doing Karlbach, he is the longest. He has been doing it. He was connected to Rav Shlomo practically as a teenager and started singing with him. And he's always sung in the Kalbach style, in the Kalbach genre. His music is, what can I tell you, like Rav Shlomo's. 
And we have uh, we have Shimon Kugel with us via telephone. We'll speak with him in just a moment. Um, Rabbi Salmon Trader, um, first of all, your thoughts. You, 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 there have to be thoughts in light of what happened yesterday in Yerushalayim that make you think back to some of the things that Rab Shlomo said about the challenge of being a member of the Jewish people, especially in Israel. What came to mind yesterday from Rab Shlomo as you were watching the events halfway around the world unfold? What came to mind yesterday, and I must admit for the last few weeks, is unfortunately that the Jewish community here in America is a little bit asleep, you know. I mean, Rav Shlomo would storm. He would, when anything happened, even when Oslo, when the Oslo agreement took place, I remember I was, like, supporting it, and he was so upset. Shlomo was a man of peace like no other person. Shlomo would go into Arab, into Israeli prisons, and would not sing till every prisoner, including Arab, would join. But Shlomo was also the first to say that when they act this way and they take Jewish lives, how strongly we need to protest. And he saw the dangers of the Oslo Agreement, something I admit I didn't see. And what came to mind last night when mm-hmm. this tragedy happened in the days before is that if Shlomo at a time like this would take to the airwaves, he would literally at every concert, at every teaching, scream, Yidin Gewalt, we can't be quiet at a time like this. And it's been a little bit painful to me that the last few weeks, uh, up until this event, that while Yidin are being mowed down, there's hardly any public statement made by any public official, right-wing, left-wing, major Jewish organizations at a time like this are being silent. And I'm just pained and I'm shocked that we can watch this happen to our brothers and see such deception, such outright lies saying that uh, these are that they had accents on, on cars. This is appearing in Palestinian media. And for us in the American Jewish community, is a powerful community to be silent and let the administration continuously just talk peace, 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 when, when obviously they're talking war, 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 just pains me. And I remember if Shlomo was so pained by this. You know, I used to hide newspapers from him the last year of his life because he would see these articles and it would just... So upset him. It would so break his heart. Reb Sammy and Trader, well said, unbelievable. You could hear plenty more from Reb Sammy and Trader this coming weekend, this coming Kalbach Shabbos, the young Israel Bethel in Borough Park. You know, people, we, we spent a lot of time, uh, obviously, uh, both on this show and on the web, uh, through our stream, um, reminiscing about Reb Shlomo playing all of his material over the last couple of weeks, especially two Saturday nights and Sundays ago on his yard site. What do you remember about the night of, I think it was October 20th, 1994, if I'm not mistaken, that Thursday night. Am I right that you got the first call from authorities before that plane took off that he had suffered a heart attack? Yes, yes. I drove him to the airport, and I must tell you, his words were just so sweet and soft, and he was just sharing all kinds of different Torah with me, and he was was sick. He had a very bad cold, and um, he was tired, and he just kind of told me, that he's a little bit tired, and he said, I've done this before, and he said that he was going to um, come off the airplane in Toronto, probably in a wheelchair because he was tired. And he just said to me, tell my daughter, go call Neshama and tell her that she shouldn't worry. And I must tell you, I left him at that point, and I called Neshama. I was on the phone with her for an hour because when she heard that word wheelchair, she just got so frightened and began crying. And by the time I finished talking to her, he was ready on the plane. I knew nothing. And then I walked into my house about 45 minutes later, and I got the phone call, as you say, and it was like, um, you know, something 
out of this world. And, and, it, you know, and it happened... None of us had to, yeah, I'm sorry. Had, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying he was, he was sick. He, he was pushed himself beyond, beyond human limitation. But somehow we always knew he came through, and he was always doing the impossible. Yeah. And it was like such a, such a shock on every level, because he was larger than life to all of us, and to this day he is. And, um, you know, the tragedy... 20 years ago, and, and, and today is equally, he's missed. I mean, they're great people doing Shlomo, and I want to give credit to Shimon Kugel, who's for years, long before anybody else has been out there doing Shlomo. Shimon was already singing in the Shlomo style, Shlomo genre, doing his own music, but doing music like Rep Shlomo in a very edel way, in a very holy way. And um, I, I'm honored this weekend to be, to be pairing together with him and doing a concert that will be a great tribute to Rip Shlomo, in the real style of the way he sang his music. Shlomo got very upset if you jazzed up his music. Oh, yes. Made it to, you, know, you remember that. Oh, and Shimon, yes. And Shimon is the authentic item. Shimon is going to take us really to those moments. People say he looks like Rip Shlomo, sounds like him. <laughs> he really has been doing it for years. Well, you can hear the authentic, uh, the authentic internationally acclaimed artist Shimon Kugel this coming Saturday night. The doors open at 8 p.m., uh, Rabbi uh, Cantor Shimon Kugel, welcome back to JM in the AM. What an honor to speak with you. We are looking forward to Saturday night. Tell me your earliest recollections of the great Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. First of all, it's an honor for me to speak to you again, uh, Nachum, after quite a while. Thank you. Anyway, um, I'm really, really uh, very, very excited concerning the Skumzits coming along this Motor Shabbos. And... Uh, uh, there's so much to speak and so much to sing about, uh, uh, I would say, my Rebbe, because he, uh, the first time I met him in Yerushalayim, in uh, Malon Amlachim, <laughs> and since then, uh, wherever I used to meet him on concerts, whatever, he always wanted me to come up onto the stage and sing a few songs. Um, I'm sorry, what was your question again? The earliest recollections. Tell me something from the first days of your encounters with Reb Shlomo Kalbach. Well, before I met him, I was a chazan, a regular chazan, because my father was a chazan in South Africa, and that's the way I grew up. But uh, when I met Reb Shlomo the first time, in he took me up to his room, and he took his guitar, and he started singing, Oh, no, Hashem, Oh, no, Hashem, Oh, no, Hashem. And he took it, and he played the guitar, you know, and I was mamish. Stunned in such a way where I saw suddenly a new way of singing holy songs, not re- not a regular way of chazonas, without having to look for the high notes. And I saw this pleasant way, and it was Mamish Ganeden, the first time I heard him. And the next theme, I decided, also his manner, the way he spoke, and everything that was about him that was Mamish uh, beautiful. And I decided there and then that I'm going to buy myself a guitar, and this is the way I want to go, although I'm not going to throw away my kazanas. <laughs> oh, Hashem, you know, I've been uh, for the last 16 years in Panama, and uh, it's a beautiful community. And uh, I've been singing all over the world, Baruch Hashem, together also with Shlomo at the time. So many, many concerts together. Unbelievable. Very Shim- good uh, very good memories. I can right. only imagine. Shimon Kugel is with us. Have you thought... About the repertoire for Saturday night, <coughs> for Saturday night, Rib Shimon, are you going to be? Oh, definitely. I've prepared a beautiful uh, uh, repertoire with mostly uh, Rib Shlomo's songs, 
Reb Shlomo always used to say, Shimon, you know what? You sing my song so beautiful, but, you know, why don't you sing your own songs? Hashem gave you also a talent. Mm. So I'm going to do also a few of my own, but mostly and mainly uh, the program is going to be together with Sammy. I mean, uh, Sammy is such a sweet, very, very, so much nice person. And, and, and I see Reb Shlomo in him as well, because the way he speaks and the way he presents and the way he behaves uh, is a wonderful, wonderful person to perform with and to be associated with him. It should be amazing. Shimon Kugel leading the Kumzit Salmon Trader is going to toss in some great recollections of Reb Shlomo Kalbach. Dan Becker, president of the Young Israel Bethel. Can people come Saturday night uh, uh, separately from the entire Kalbach Shabbos? Yes, you can come for any individual event. You can come for all of them. You can surely come just for the Moab market, and uh, your uh, tickets available will be available at the door. But come early. It starts at eight, and we might sell out. So I can only imagine. I, I assume <laughs> I assume you will sell out. Twentieth yard side Kalbach Shabbos and Kumsitz. Cantor Ben Seal Miller with a Kalbach davening Friday night with the choir. Uh, Rabbi Salmon Trader, scholar in residence on the life, Torah, stories, and music of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. Matzei Shabbos, Malava Malka, as you heard, Shimon Kogorwe, Salmon Trader. Phone number for information, 718-435-9020, 718-435-9020, yibethel.org, Rabbi Sammy and Trader, so much has been said about the life of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach, and we know that there's plenty that's said, uh, good and not so good across the board. One of the things I like to mention on the air is that people don't realize what type of amazing uh, Talmud Chacham Reb Shlomo Kalbach was. Did you ever see him, as you traveled the world with him, without a safer in hand, without studying the holy books on a regular basis? I mean, you, I mean, I mean, um, you have such a grasp of Reb Shlomo. He literally never walked out of any space from his house without a safer in his hand literally held onto a safer. One time, jokingly, he was about to go into what he called the Jewish place, the bathroom, and he was so engaged in it, I, I knew he would have put it down, but I just rushed to put it down before he went in there. <laughs> the man did not move without having the safer in his hand. Wherever he went, from concert to meeting to visit, was, was engaged in Torah day and night. And I'll tell you, he, you know, the Torah that he studied, the Hasidus, one thing, I want you to know he kept up with Dafayomi. I want you to know, you know, I heard a, a precious story that um, Kamenetsky, um was his chavusa uh, um, uh, uh, one time in Philadelphia. Um, Shmo came to Philadelphia and he stopped off at the yeshiva. And um, he asked him, started talking and learning, and he asked him a question about what they were learning about um, during the Batman. Uh, uh, Shlomo remembered and said, wow, that's a brilliant question. Who asked that question? And um, Nesky looked at him and said, uh, you asked that question, Shlomo. <laughs> wow. I love it. It gets better. Nesky says, but let me tell you what the answer of was. Shlomo says, with all due respect, the question was a gaval, but the answer out of this world, who gives that answer? Looked at him and said, Shlomo, you did. Oh. So this is how tied he was to Torah back in those days, and that not continued for the rest of his life. 
As I told you in the car when I drove him to the airport in that last fatal evening, yeah. he was talking in Torah the whole time to me. Yeah. Unbelievable. At any time, you know what his greatness was, at least for me? If you had a question that always bothered you for years, because, mm-hmm. you know, not every explanation is always satisfactory. You know how it is, especially as you grow up. Mm-hmm. He always had a Hasidic Shavart that made it, that made for a much more tolerable answer. <laughs> sure, right. I mean, he learned Hasidism and undoubtedly was probably most prolific and the greatest Hasidic scholar people don't know. I would say of our generation, because his breadth of Hasidism you know, most Hasidim study the Hasidim of their Rebbe. Shlomo was very into the Meir Shalorov, the Ishbetu of Nachman of Breslov. But he studied all Hasidim, Polish Hasidim, and Gibeon. He was, he was, as a Gavalgut of saying Yiddish, he was rolling in Hasidim day and night. So his depth of a Hasidic story, of a Hasidic teaching, is to this very day second to none. He's Unbelievable. Missed. Unbelievable. Uh, good luck to all of you this coming Shabbos. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. Information about the Kalbach Shabbos and Kumzitz with Rabbi Shimon Kugel on Saturday night, 718-435-9020. Happens at the Young Israel Bethel and Borough Park. Dan Becker, I thank you. Good luck to everybody at, uh, you, at the Young Israel Bethel. Uh, uh, Chazen Shimon Kugel, good luck, Matzei Shabbos. Great speaking to you this morning. Thank you. By the way, Nachum, you're invited. I appreciate yes. that. Thank you. <laughs> please, please. We're very happy to have you. And Reb Sammy, as I told you, when I get to Florida, we're having lunch. We'll sit for hours and talk about Reb Shleima. <laughs> yeah. A long lunch. A long lunch. <laughs> It'll be a long lunch. Thank you so much. There they are. It's going to be an amazing team this coming Matzah Shabbos and for the entire Shabbos uh, with uh, the Kalbach Shabbos in Borough Park, Brooklyn. 11 minutes before 9 o'clock. You'll only hear this in JM in the AM. Come on.
The Greater Shlomo Kalbach, of course, the weekend happening in Borough Park at Young Israel Bethel. Should be amazing. A lot of great events going on this weekend. Look forward to seeing everybody at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Look forward to seeing everybody at the Ohel dinner tomorrow morning. We'll have a chance to speak about one of the heroes uh, that's um, being recognized at the Ohel dinner this coming Sunday night. A reminder, the Dudu Fisher event in Las Vegas called The Last Survivor happens at the Venetian the weekend of December the 13th. And as uh, Cecilia Margolis and Daniel Finkelman said earlier in the week, you're all invited to come out to Vegas to be part of this uh, unique Holocaust uh, survivor get-together. Uh, the big concert is going to be a major production at the Venetian Hotel on Saturday night, December the 13th. Information, go to thelastsurvivorevent.com. TheLastSurvivorEvent.com uh, By the way, I meant to mention that Rabbi Sammy Intrader is going to be in Muncie. He'll be there tomorrow night, the 20th Yardside Kumsitz at 24 Shea Road. He'll be in Muncie tomorrow night starting at 10 o'clock, 24 Shea Road in Muncie. Rabbi Sam Intrader, who just joined us uh, as part of the team in the Borough Park, uh, Kalbach Shabbos. He'll be up in Muncie tomorrow night. Um, starting at 10 p.m. Stay Road Dinner is this evening. If you want to make a last-minute reservation, call them. It'll be a great celebration of a very important institution, 718-673-4945, 718-673-4945, for information on that. Um, coming up, uh, right after JM and the AM, uh, you'll hear the um, Akesh at Israel program. We speak about the um, think tank strategy in Israel. Think tank strategy in Israel. You'll hear what I mean. That comes up between 9 and 9.30. At 9.30, Mark Weitzman is Rabbi Steve Berg's guest on Community Roundtable. Mark Weitzman just got back from Germany at a conference regarding anti-Semitism that was attended by over 50 countries. They discuss all of that between 9.30 and 10 this morning on our stream at jmandtheam.org. So a lot of things going on, a lot happening. Make sure to keep it on our stream all day long to be tuned in to all those important conversations, musical programs, etc. Z-Report comes up at 11 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, a replay of last night's 9 and 9. We didn't do much about the 9 and 9 yesterday because of the uh, massacre in Yerushalayim, but... Um, there was a 9 at 9 last night done by Yossi Zwag. The replay coming up right after Rabbi Berg uh, at 10 o'clock this morning on jmandtheam.org. So that's the, uh, that is that. Safam is next at JM in the AM.
Jerusalem, I can still recall the first time I laid eyes upon your golden wall. Jerusalem, my own very name, brings the images of my year with you rushing back again. Yeah, that's the message of this week. Got to keep going to Jerusalem. And kudos to the two members of Knesset, Naftali Bennett and uh, Rabbi Lippman, who actually went to uh, Davin this morning at uh, the Rubin Shul, as we know it, in uh, Harnof on Rehov Agassi. And I want to give a special thank you to those listeners. Uh, we forget sometimes how, uh, especially that section of Harnof, has so many Americans. We have a lot of listeners there. That, that's one thing we discovered this week. And many of them were in touch with us with some really touching and important messages. And that is much appreciated, uh, for sure. And we thank you for that. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jm and the am dot org. And that wraps up a Wednesday for us at JMN. My thanks to Senator Schumer for joining us. My thanks to the committee from the Kalbach Shabbos in Brooklyn. My thanks to uh, Elliot Weiselberg for the Yeshiva League Sports Update. And my thanks to uh, all of you. Plenty on the stream, including next, the um, Beyond Milk and Honey program, concentrating on one of the think tanks in Israel, followed by Berg with his conversation about it, the anti-Semitism conference in Germany. Have a uh, wonderful Wednesday. Until tomorrow, it's Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.